Okay, Jeremiah chapter 5. We know that everything that happens in this life is is not a surprise to the Lord. He knows it. But the writer of one of the commentaries that I'm following says that he's assured that it appalls God when at the same time it pleases us. Think of that. We do something that pleases us and yet it's appalling to the Father. And that's about where we are in in chapter 5 and 6 of of um, of Jeremiah. So let's begin in chapter uh, verse one of chapter five, and uh, I'm going to do a little bit different today. So y'all just hold on. <laughs> yes, it is. Thank you. Verse one, chapter five. Roam to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem, and look now and take note. See in the open square if you can find a man if there is one who does justice and who seeks truth I will pardon her and although they say as the Lord lives surely they swear falsely O Lord do not your eyes look for truth You have smitten them, but they did not weaken. You've consumed them, but they've refused to take correction. They have made their faces harder than rock. They refuse to repent. Then I said, they are only the poor. They are foolish. For they do not know the way of the Lord, nor the ordinances of their God. I will go to the great and speak to them. For they will know the way of the Lord and the ordinances of God. But they too, with one accord, have broken the yoke and burst the bonds. Therefore a lion from the forest will slay them, a wolf of the deserts will destroy them. A leper is watching their cities. Everyone who goes out of them will be torn to pieces because their transgressions are many and their apostasies are numerous. Now I want you to just listen. Don't follow in your text right now. Just listen. Patrol Jerusalem streets. Look around. Take note. Search the market squares. See if you can find one man, one woman, a single soul who does what is right and try to live a true life. I want to forgive that person, God decrees. But if all they do is say, As sure as God lives, they're nothing 
but a bunch of liars. But you, God, you have an eye for truth, don't you? You hit them hard, but it didn't phase them. You disciplined them, but they refused correction. Hard-headed, harder than a rock. They wouldn't change. And I said to myself, well, these are just poor people. They don't know any better. They were not, not taught anything about God. They never went to prayer meeting. I'll find some people from the best families and talk to them. They'll know what's going on, the way God works. They'll know the score. But they were no better. Rebels all. Off doing their own thing. The invaders are ready to pounce and kill like a mountain lion and a wilderness wolf and a panther on the prowl. The streets aren't safe anymore. And why? Because the people's sins are piled sky high and their portrayals are past counting. Back to your Bible. Verse 7. Why should I pardon you? Your sons have forsaken me and sworn by those who are not gods. When I fed them to the full, they committed adultery and trooped to the harlot's house. They were well-fed, lusty horses, each one neighing after his neighbor's wife. Shall I not punish these people, declares the Lord? And a nation such as myself, shall I not avenge myself? Go up through the vine rows and destroy, but do not execute a complete destruction. Strip away her branches, for they are not the Lord's. For the house of Israel and the house of Judah have dealt treacherously with me, declares the Lord. They have lied about the Lord and said, Not he. Misfortune will not come on us. We will not see the sword or famine. The prophets are wind, and the word is not in them. Thus it will be done to them. Okay, listen to me again. Why should your children's either bother with you any longer? Your children's wander off and leave me, take up with gods that are not even gods. I satisfy their deepest needs, but they went off with sacred whores, left me for orgies in sex shrines, a bench of well-groomed, lusty stallions, each one pawing and snorting for his neighbor's wife. Do you think I'm going to stand around and do nothing, God decrees? Don't you think I'll take serious measures against a people like this? Go down the rows of the vineyards and rip out the vines, and but not all of them. Leave a few. Prune back those vines. Their growth didn't come from God. They betrayed me over again, Judah and Israel both, God decrees. Verse 8. 
They've spread lies about God. They've said there's nothing to him. Nothing bad will happen to us. Neither famine nor war will come our way. The prophets are all windbags. And they speak nothing but nonsense. I can't help but read scripture and look around us. And as Jeremiah was prophesying to Judah, I see a lot of things that could be applicable to us today. Back to scripture, verse 14 of, of, uh, of chapter 5. Therefore says the Lord, the God of hosts, because who you have spoken this word, behold, I'm making my words in your mouth fire, and this people wood, and I will consume them. Behold, I'm bringing a nation against you from afar, O house of Israel, declares the Lord. It's an enduring nation. It's an ancient nation, a nation whose language you do not know, nor can you understand what they say. Their quiver is like an open grave. All of them are mighty men. They would devour your harvest and your food. They will devour your sons and your daughters. They will devour your flocks and your herds. They will devour your fines, vines and your fig trees. Uh, they will demolish with the sword your fortified cities in which you trust. Yet, even in those days, declares the Lord, I will not make you a complete destruction. I shall come about when they say, Why has the Lord our God done all things to us? And you shall say to them, As you have forsaken me and served foreign gods in your land, so you will serve foreign strangers in a land that's not yours. Listen again with me. Therefore, this is what God says to me, God of the angel armies. Because they have talked this way, they are going to eat those words. Watch now. I'm putting my words as fire in your mouth. And the people are a pile of kindling ready to go up in flames. Attention. I'm bringing a far off nation against you, O house of Israel. God decrees. A solid nation. An ancient nation. A nation that speaks another language. You won't understand a word they say. When they aim their arrows, you're as good as dead. You're a nation of real fighters. They'll clean you out of house and home, rob you of cri crops and children alike. They'll feast on your sheep and your cattle and strip your vines and your fig trees and the fortresses you made to feel so safe, leveled with a stroke of a sword. Even then, as bad as it will be, God decrees, it will not be the end of the world for you. 
And when people ask, why did our God do this to us? You must say to them, this is back on you. Just as you left me and served foreign gods in your own country, so now you must serve foreigners in their own country. Back to Scripture, verse 20. Declare this in the house of Jacob, and proclaim in Judah, saying, Now hear this, O foolish and senseless people. You have eyes, but you do not see. You have ears, but you do not hear. Do you not fear me, declares the Lord? Do you not tremble in my presence? For I have placed a sand as the boundary for the sea, an internal decree, so it cannot cross over it. Though the waves toss, yes, they cannot prevail. Though that roar, yet they cannot cross over it. But this stubborn people and a rebellious heart have turned aside and departed. They do not say in their heart, let us now fear the Lord our God who gives us rain in its season, both the autumn rain and the spring's rain, who keeps for us an appointed weeks of the harvest. Your iniquities have turned these ways and your sins have withheld good from you. Listen again. Tell the house of Jacob this. Put out this bulletin. Listen to this, you scatterbrain airheads. With eyes that do not really look and ears that hear but don't listen. Why don't you honor me? Why aren't you in awe before me? Yes, me who made the shorelines to contain the ocean's water. I drew a line in the sand that cannot be crossed. Waves roll in but cannot get through. Breakers crash, but that's the end of them. But this people, what a people. Uncontrollable, untamable runaways. It never occurs to them to say, how can we honor God with our lives? The God who gives rain is both in both the spring and the autumn, maintains the rhythm of the seasons, who sets aside time each year for the harvest and keeps everything running smoothly for us. Of course you don't. Your bad behavior binds you from all this, and your sins keep my blessings at a distance. Verse 26 in Scripture. For wicked men are found among my people. They watch like fowlers lying in wait. A fowler is somebody who traps birds. Uh, they watch like fowlers lying in wait. They set a trap. They catch men, a cage full of birds, so their houses are full of deceit. 
Therefore, they have become great and rich. They are also fat. They are sleek. They are also excel in deeds of wickedness. They do not plead the cause because the orphan they may that they may prosper and they do not defend the rights of the poor I shall not punish these people shall I not punish these people declares the Lord on a nation such as this shall I not avenge myself an appealing and horrible thing has happened in the land the prophets prophesy falsely the priests rule on their own authority and my people love it so so what will you do at the end of it my people are unfiltered by wicked men unscrupulous men on the hunt they set traps for the unsuspecting. Their victims are innocent men and women. Their houses are stuffed with ill-gotten gain. Like a hunter's bag full of birds, pretentious and powerful and rich, hugely obese, oily with rolls of fat, worse, they have no conscience. Right or wrong means nothing to them. They stand for nothing. Stand up for no one throws orphans to the wolves and exploits, exploits the poor. Do you think I'll stand by and do nothing about this? God decrees. Don't you think I take serious measures against people like this? Unspeakable sickening what's happening in this country. Prophets preach lies and priests hire on as their assistants and my people love it they eat it up but what will you do when the time comes to pick up the pieces what I've been reading is from the message and we'll continue in chapter 6 but the message is a paraphrase and you can't argue scripture with the message, but it gets the point across. In my opinion, the only reason God hadn't come down on his wrath on us today is you folks right here. There's a lot of people like Elijah of old who thought he was the only one and God pulled back his eyes and says, there's thousands of people that hadn't bowed their knee to Baal and you folks are stemming the tide but you see the parallels between Judah and Israel in this day that Jeremiah prophesied and in what we're going through today that the state of California can declare a bumblebee like a fish and that's okay I think there's a difference between a bumblebee and a fish. But, the, but California says they're kin. I don't know. I've talked about this thing of woman. 
the Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro, before the Supreme Court justice couldn't define what a woman Nick was, they started producing a movie, What is a Woman? And, and it's out now. You can go to the Daily Wire and look at, at it. It's long. It's very well done. But they inter, he inter, Matt Walsh interviews these people uh, about the subject. And he's in this one group of people <laughs> that they're obviously women, but there's more than two genders, you know, and they go through this whole, oh, yeah, there's more than two genders. My Bible tells me that God created male and female, and that's where it stops. So just like Jeremiah prophesied and preached to these people, tragedy is coming. He said, but you don't care. <laughs> You're hard-headed. That goes back a long, long way because... Moses dealt with them. He says they're a stubborn, obstinate people. They have been, and they are. Let's go to chapter 6. I'll try to get through chapter 6 today. Flee for safety, O sons of Benjamin, from the midst of Jerusalem. Blow the trumpet in Tekoa and raise a signal over that place. For evil looks down from the north and a great destruction. They comely and dainty ones, the daughter of Zion, I will cut off. Shepherds and their flock will come to her. They will pinch their tents around her. They will pasture each in his place. Let me stop there just a minute. If you go back to Nehemiah, and one day we'll go to Nehemiah, but he went to the king and said, I, I want to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the walls. And what, what Nehemiah found is just what Jeremiah prophesied here, that, that they're, pasturing, they're pasturing their flocks in the middle of Jerusalem. It was in, in desolation and in waste. And Nehemiah went back and built the wall. But they haven't been taken into captivity when Jeremiah prophesies this. Verse 4. Prepare the war against her. Arise and let us attack at noon. Woe to us for the day's decline and the shadows of the evening Lincoln, lengthen. Arise and let us attack by night and destroy her palaces. For thus says the Lord of hosts, cut down her trees, cast up a siege against Jerusalem. This is the city to be punished, in whose midst there is only oppression. As a well keeps its waters fresh, so she keeps fresh their wickedness. Violence and destruction of hurt in her Sickness and wounds are ever before me. Be warned, O Jerusalem, or I shall be annihilated from you. 
and make you a desolation, a land not inhabited. From the message. Run for your lives, children of Benjamin. Get out of Jerusalem and now give a blast of the of the ram's horn. Send up smoke signals. Pour down from the north massive terror. I have likened my dear daughter Zion to a lovely meadow. Well, now shepherds from the north have discovered her, brought in their flocks of soldiers. They've pitched in camps around her and the plan where they'll graze. And they prepare the attack. The fight is on. We'll strike at noon. Oh, it's too late. Die. Day is dying. Evening shadows are upon us. Well, up and away. We'll attack by night. And and, the tear, and tear apart their defenses stone by stone. God of the angel armies, give, <clears throat> give orders. Chop down her trees. Build a siege ramp against Jerusalem. Build the city full of brutality, bursting with violence, just as well holds a good supply of water. She supplies wickedness, not nonstop. The streets echo with cries of violence, wake, rape, victims, bleeding and moaning, lie all over the place. They're in deep trouble, Jerusalem. You've pushed me to the limit. You're on the brink of being wiped out, being turned into a ghost town. Verse 9. Thus says the Lord of hosts, they will thoroughly glean at the vine and the remnant of Israel. Pass your hand over like a grape gatherer over the branches to whom I will speak and give warning that they may hear. Behold, their ears are closed. They cannot listen. Behold, the word of the Lord has become a reproach to them. They have no delight in it, but I am full of the wrath of the Lord. I am weary withholding it in. Pour it out on the children in the streets, on the gathering of young people together. For both husband and wife shall be taken, the age as, and the very old. Their houses shall be turned over to others, their fields and their wives together, for they will stretch out my hand against the inhabitants of the land, declares the Lord. For from the least of them, even to the greatest of them, everyone is greedy for gain. And from the prophet, even to the priest, everyone deals falsely. They have healed the brokenness of my people superficially, saying, peace, peace. But there is no peace. We were ashamed because of the abominations that they have done. They were not even ashamed at all. They did not even know how to blush. Therefore, they shall fall among those who fall. At the time I will punish them, they will be cast down, says the Lord. In the conservation of time, I'm going to read the rest uh, of the chapter from, from the message. 
Time's up. Harvest the grapes for judgment. Salvage what's left of Israel. Go back over the vines. Pick them clean. Every last grape. I've got something to say. Is anybody listening? I have a warning to post. Will anyone notice? It's hopeless. Their ears are stuffed with wax. Deaf as a post and blind as a bat. It's hopeless. They've tuned out God. They don't want to hear from me. I am bursting with the wrath of God. I can't hold it in much longer. So dump it on the children in the streets. Let it loose on the gangs of youth. For no one's exempt. Husband and his wives will be taken, the old and those who are ready to die. Their homes will be given away, all they own, even their loved ones. When I give the signal against all who live in this country, God's decree. Everyone's after dishonest dollar. Little people and big people alike, prophets and priests and everyone in between. Twist words and doctor the truth. My people are broken, shattered. They put on band-aids saying, it's not too bad. You'll be just fine. But things are not just fine. Do you suppose they're embarrassed over this outrage? No. They have no shame. They don't even know how to blush. There's no hope for them. They've hit rock bottom and there's no getting up. As far as I'm concerned, they're finished. God's messenger again said, Go stand in the crossroads and look around. Ask for directions to the old road, the tried and true road. Then take it. Discover the right route for your souls. But they say, Nothing doing. We aren't going that way. I even provided watchmen for them to warn them to set off the alarm. But the people said, It's a false alarm. It doesn't concern us. So I'm calling in the nations as a witness. Watch, witness what happens to them. Pay attention, earth. Don't miss these bulletins. I'm visiting catastrophe on the people, the end result of the games they were playing with me. They've ignored everything I've said, had nothing but contempt for my teaching. What would I want incense in from Sheba rare spices from exotic places your burnt sacrifices and worship give me no pleasure your religious rituals mean nothing to me so listen to this here's God's verdict on your way of life watch out I'm putting up roadblocks and barriers on the road that you're taking They'll send you sprawling parents and children and neighbor and friends. And that will be the end of the lot for you. Look out. An invasion from the north. A mighty power on the move from a faraway place. Armed to the teeth. Um, vicious. Pitless. Booming like a sea storm and thunder. Tramp, tramp, tramp. Riding hard on war horses. Battle formation, 
against you, dear daughter of Zion. We've heard the news. We're limp as wet dish rags. We're paralyzed with fear. Terror has no grip on our throats. Don't dare go outdoors. Don't leave the house. Death is on the prowl. Danger is everywhere, dear daughter of Zion. Dress in black and blacken your faith with, with ashes. Weep more bitterly as for an only child. The countdown has begun. Six, five, four, three. The terror is on us. I made you the examiner of my people to examine and weigh their lives. They're thick-headed, hard-nosed bunch, rotten to the core, a lot of them. Refiners' fires are cranking up to white heat, but the ore stays in one lump, unchanged. Unless uh, it's useless to keep trying any longer, nothing can refine evil out of them. Men will throw up and call them slag and throw the slag in a heap before me, their God. Chapter 5 and 6 of Jeremiah. Not a very pretty picture, is it? Not a very pretty picture. He's trying to tell them, y'all need to get right with God. And... I've told you. As Pastor Bobby said a couple of weeks ago when, when he was talking about evil, and he quoted from Genesis chapter 6 where, where Noah came on the scene and the reason God destroyed the world at that time with water because he said every imagination of their heart was on evil continually. And that's the same place that Jeremiah finds Judah at this point. They don't listen. They don't listen. Every major city in our nation, killings right and left. You know, political unrest, financial unrest. Folks, we're in a mess. And it comes back to us leaving God, just like Judah and Israel left the Lord years ago. And again, I say, it's you folks that have stemmed the tide. It's not a pretty picture, and we'll continue on in Jeremiah, and it's the same gory mess, you know. And God is going to do what he said he was due. Before we get through with the book of Jeremiah, he will, he will have allowed uh, Nebuchadnezzar uh, and Babylon to come and take the people into captivity. And he's just trying to prepare them. So for the next several chapters, uh, we'll have basically the same message. Uh, but let's pray for our country. Let's pray for the people that in, in leadership, and, and, and may we come back to him. And uh, 
And uh, <laughs> he says, you've got ears, but you don't hear. You hollering peace, peace, and peace. But he says, there is no peace. Uh, we talked to a, a lady yesterday who was a school teacher. And, uh, and we had heard the rumor, and I don't want to believe it's in South Carolina, but she confirmed it, that we've got high school students that are coming to class that identify as a cat. They've got tails, headbands, collar chokes, this kind of stuff. I said, surely not. She says, very definitely, in our own school system. And I keep coming back, and I said, what's wrong? And just like the hearts of these 18, 19-year-olds who are, who are killing, something's missing at house. Something's missing at home. And I know I'm preaching to the choir, and I, I understand that. But we need, to, we need to lift up our children and our grandchildren and those we love, and they need to be under the blood. Yeah. Yes? Well, I understand a lot of that stuff is coming from uh, TikTok. Yeah, I don't know anything about TikTok. but. Yeah. Well, it's amazing, you know, what <laughs> you've got to got to define what a woman is and a a bumblebee and a fish are some from the same source and and I I understand what they're saying, but I know the difference between a bumblebee and a fish. You know, I, it's just ridiculous, you know, some of the things that we've swallowed. And God says, hey, I may not see it in my life, lifetime, and I fear for my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren because there's going to come a day when God's going to say, I've had enough. I've had enough. Okay, let's go to the Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your word, and we thank you that it's true, and we can believe it. So, Lord, bless us as we go from this place. Be with us. Um, and we thank you. Convict us, Lord, of not praying for this nation enough, for not loving you enough, for not being obedient to you enough. Help us, Lord, to do what only you can do. Be with us as we leave this place and go to the further service and be with everything word spoken, every song sung, every prayer prayed, and we'll give you the praise and honor through it all. For it's in Jesus' name we ask it. Amen.